This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Okay, I'm not going to come in here yelling, hey, that's pretty good, because the Raptors lost. But given the team they were playing, I think that was pretty good. Now, you might be upset at me because you're like, why are you putting this optimistic twist on something? The Raptors lost again. And yes, they did. But the Suns, these are not your grandpas or your fathers or your mothers, whatever the term is. It's not their sons, okay? These are the Chris Paul sons, and they hoop, man. They can play, and they can win in a lot of different ways. The fact that they have Devin Booker and Chris Paul working into the middle of the floor, hitting jumpers, that they space with Michael Bridges, that they have Jay Crowder running some fun two-man actions with guys, DeAndre Ayton rolling to the bucket and being served on a platter by Chris Paul. And they can slice and dice you with, like, Dario Saric slipping to the bucket, making short roll passes, getting all the way to the rim. They have a lot of things going on, and they defend the hell out of the ball. The Raptors lost this game, but in doing so, they showed a ceiling, a type of play that if they carry anything close to this level of play to the rest of the season, and you have you wane in and out during the season, of course, but if they're consistently around this level, you don't even worry about a play-in they'll find their way into the top six. It's no small thing to beat the Suns. This would have been an absolutely massive win if the Raptors were able to do it. Now, if the Raptors just keep losing to every third-tier team, then I think you start worrying. But losing to the Suns, I, including Gary Trent Jr., had a bunch of blown rotations. He's in the game late. And most mostly throughout the start of the game, I would say the blown rotations are coming. But you're working a guy into your starting lineup who isn't even overly familiar with the scheme on both sides of the floor and just off the strength of like Siakam, OG, and Fred, for the most part, you have this team just stonewalling the Suns down the stretch, like almost three minutes of clutch time without a point. That is big time. And that speaks to the Raptors' ceiling defensively. They just have to score it a little bit better. There will be teams that don't defend as well as the Suns where the Raptors should be able to manufacture more points, and they should be able to have similarly dominant stretches on defense. This is an an encouraging game. No doubt about it. I'm happy with what I saw. You always want the win. Of course you want the win. But the cliff notes, 
man, of this game, Pascal was a demon. He was so damn good. Fred, really, really impressive playing next to Pascal. I thought he slid in really nicely. And that's where they're at their best. The Raptors are very clearly at their best when Fred gets to play second banana because he is one of the better second bananas or third bananas in the league. With his defense, his shooting, really, really impressive stuff. And Pascal, grab and go, playmaking out of the post. Very, very nice stuff and scoring in isolation a little bit. On top of all that, OG Ananobi, playmaking off the dribble and guarding DeAndre Ayton, Michael Bridges, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. The latter two, stonewalling both of them in isolation is no small thing. That is big-time defense. And OG Ananobi, to be able to vacillate between all those different assignments and hit A-plus on every single one of them, should be gobsmacking. Your jaw should be on the ground after after that performance of his because it was stupendous. The defense that he flashed, insanity. The ability to keep up with guards just at a foot speed level. He's not opening his hips too much. He's closing them off from the rim. He's sidling them to the place of the floor where he feels like they're less dangerous. And they are. And then the contest, go, go, gadget arms. Oh, man. He's, a, he's incredible defensively. And the Raptors, the sooner they realize that they don't have to help, leave him on, leave him on an island. He, like, when you end up on a deserted island, you don't actually get any of the things in those questions where they say, hey, you you can have these things on a deserted island. OG Ananobi, it's like he has Amazon delivering to the island. He has all the utilities necessary. Don't worry about him. The island has indoor plumbing. The island has fresh water. The island has all the food he wants. He is well-equipped. Leave him on the island and he will thrive. So please, just Raptors. Understand that, address that in your scheme, and then ride that to victory. Because as you can see tonight, there is basically nothing you can throw it out at OG that will vex him. He will dominate it with his defense. That's the cliff notes. That's really, really impressive stuff. The Raptors should be happy with this game. I think the biggest, what cost the Raptors this game, because there were so many positives going on at all times. Gary Trent Jr., I'll leave that for the end, I think just to talk about him and his debut and everything like that. And there's enough to talk about, but the Raptors where they missed, where they screwed up was with how they deployed Baines. I think it made sense for a couple minutes for Baines to get play against DeAndre Ayton, just so Ayton felt that physicality, just so there was a moment in time where Ayton couldn't bludgeon them on the glass. And here's the thing too. Michael Bridges is a hell of an offensive rebounder as well. The Suns, they'll make you feel it. And Saric is pretty sneaky in that regard, too. He's He can get there. He can make you feel it. But Baines, there's like a three-minute stretch on Aiton where I was like, it's nice having him there. Because on that last possession where the Raptors, where Booker tried to get by OG and had to result to that deep, deep fadeaway, deep in that he had to create a lot of space fading. It was like a mid-range jumper. And OG forced the miss. But... Kyle was on Aiton's back, and Siakam had him on the front, and the rebound went long, and if you had a guy in single coverage for a box out, the Raptors would have found that rebound. So it's tough, right? And I wouldn't want Baines on the floor in the last minute because Chris Paul would have been like, okay, 
let's get Baines's guy, put him in the pick and roll, and probably they would have scored, I'm sure. But the thing is, the Raptors had to foul because they couldn't rebound because OG did a fantastic job. Desert Island, once again. But the thing is, Nurse deployed Baines in non-Aiton minutes. And that, I think, is a very sizable mistake. I don't like to see that. It doesn't make much sense to me at all. I'm not a fan. It just just doesn't make sense to me. And even we had a little bit of time overlap with Boucher and Baines on the floor. And that really doesn't make sense to me. The Raptors, by the way they defended down the stretch, it's quite clear what the route to success defensively is. And the Suns, the only way they were able to outfox the Raptors was when they had a weak point to attack. And that was largely when they were able to get Baines in the pick and roll. Third quarter, they got a lot of points that way. And when you put Saric in the game, Baines needs to come out because Saric was just destroying Baines in open space. On ball, off ball, whatever. And the thing is, Evan Guaberto, a dear, dear friend and a fiercely intelligent basketball mind. If uh, you're wanting to know anything about basketball, just go to Twitter, follow him, and he's taking requests and he's explaining the differences between like a pin down and a flare and flex and cross screens and all that kind of stuff. So if you ever wanted to just ask somebody and have them tell you about like coach lingo and how plays work, you could do that on Twitter right now, by the way. But anyway, Evan was mentioning to me that Baines might be like in the top 20 of the oldest players in the league. And he is, he's almost 35 years old and in space, that's a lot of heavy feet to lug around. And a guy like Saric, who is way more crafty than you might expect, or maybe just as crafty as you might expect based on his facial hair. He's got like a, he's like Jack Sparrow on the basketball court. It's not that extreme. Forget it. Anyway, Dario Saric is good as hell on ball. Very clever off of it especially for a front court player. And he just diced and sliced the hell out of Baines. And the Raptors, you, you have to try and make it so that you're not so susceptible. And I think it was a mistake that Baines played any minutes that weren't against Aiton. And I think that's where the Raptors lost this game. Now, that might be a little bit... One, sorry, I'll say this. That's 100% overly simplistic because the Raptors weren't guaranteed to have that incredible defensive run and the Raptors were lagging behind quite a bit. The offense needs to be better, of course. But the Raptors, when you're getting hunted in those minutes with Baines, it's tough to come out on the right side of it. And that's the thing. In a game where the margins are so close, against a team like the Suns, who they didn't even get to the free throw line really in this game, they just, they're very, they manufacture a lot of great looks. They manufacture and they hunt you if they can. They're a very intelligent basketball team. And if you put out the wrong lineup and you don't win those transitional lineups because you kind of have to win a couple, and credit to the Raptors, they found something that worked with Flynn, OG, and Kyle mostly in that second quarter, went on a nice run. That was really cool to see. But when you deploy Baines in that manner, I think you leave too big an opportunity for the other team to kind of eat him alive on defense. And especially if he's going to be paired with a guy like Flynn, for example, who his tact and craft at attacking, not attacking, his point of attack defense, right, is pretty good. Screen navigation in the NBA is a little bit more difficult than in the college game where he was defensive player of the year in his conference. 
because the angles change, because you're getting bumped harder, you're getting put off your line. And when those two link up, like Flynn and Baines, it's just, there's a lot of space. And Baines has had this thing, DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan does it all the time. It's where you're playing drop defense, and basically you'll just back up right into the stanchion. It's such a weird lack of awareness of where you are on the court. And they've both been playing for so long that you wonder what the hell they're doing. And if they just think their job now is to tag the role man and just follow him under the basket. But you have to apply that pressure. You have to make the ball handler feel like, oh, if I put a shot up, a contest might come. And Baines, like he had this one where Chris Paul would get got the switch on him a couple times. And that is a tragedy in, in and of itself. But you're going to get passed. Yes, Baines got passed. But Chris Paul started streaking down the floor, had a lane to a layup. Baines contested from behind. But the thing is, Chris Paul wasn't even going up. One. And two, Baines' contest wouldn't have stopped a regular layup. It wouldn't have done anything. He just took himself out of the play. Chris Paul goes to the opposite side, puts the shot up, and gets his own putback as a six-foot, what, like 35, 36-year-old guard gets a putback because Baines took himself out of the play for no reason. There's just too many gaffes. It's, uh, it's tough to see. And Gary Trent Jr., when he's playing in it throughout the game, like there's some missed rotations there. And I don't, I don't blame him the same way I would blame somebody normally because he just got in, what, at like 12 o'clock last night, filmed the little promo video, probably got to sleep, and then came into this game like, okay, I guess I got to play now. I got to hoop. And he doesn't know the scheme intimately. Like I'm sure he knows it to some degree, but it'll get better with time, you would hope. The Raptors gave up stuff in the margins. The Baines minutes, the the lack of familiarity with Gary Trent Jr., that's where they lost the game, I think. But here's the thing. They almost won on the strength of Fred, Kyle, Pascal, and OG. And just finding the guys who fit the margins next to them, that's going to be really meaningful going forward. So buyout market, Gorgie Jang, I hope the Raptors are able to pick him up. I hope the Raptors are able to do something meaningful because the team is too good. The team is, you're, you got a puncher's chance in games like this where the Suns are good, they're healthy, and they're very, very well could be the best team in the league currently. So the Raptors, I don't blame the performance tonight. I thought there were so many good things to come from this one. And I'll zoom in on Rodney Hood and Gary Trent then. So here's the thing. Gary Trent... I liked the offensive output, even if it wasn't super, super impressive. He ran, he was a focal point in some sets. So they have like dribble handoff situations where the handle looks good enough. He's not going to get downhill like Norm. That's like very clearly is that's not in his bag. He doesn't have the physical or athletic profile to do that either. But he's got a really nice base of a jump shot off of an escape dribble. So if he gets downhill, has to use that escape dribble into a three-point shot or a mid-range jumper. He has a little package of things he can go to. He can shoot off movement, which Norm was doing as well. He can operate in flare screens, all that kind of stuff. He can form up off of drives. And the Raptors put him in those types of actions. And he had a nice little pocket pass to Pascal on the short roll, who then found Fred for a three. He was involved in some horns actions. I think the Raptors, it'll be a pretty seamless fit on offense. It just... The rim pressure thing 
is not fixed because he's a, a very three-point heavy player. He's mostly going to get to the, the bucket on like 45 cuts, baseline cuts, when those are available. And he's not even super prolific at that. And in transition if it comes up. But mostly a shooter. But a good one. And defensively, as I said, just missing some rotations at the back end, that's going to happen. But some really nice on-ball stuff. Uh, strip on Booker was really nice. I, I was impressed with the on-ball stuff, to be quite honest. Rodney Hood floated a little bit in the Raptors' defense, participated in some scram switches, uh, looked like a middling defender, but he, there, there was nothing of much consequence that he was involved in. Offensively, you see that he has a little bit more in his bag than anybody else that's sitting on the bench. Like, he got a mid-post entry. He's at the elbow. He goes into, like, a face-up, hits a turnaround jumper, and he only had two points on the night, and it's not like he was incredible or anything. He missed a catch-and-shoot opportunity, but just having that on the bench, you know, Paul Watson and DeAndre Bembry were out tonight with health and safety protocol, so I don't know if Hood is the guy going forward. I doubt it because Nick Nurse seemed like he was really a fan of Paul Watson Jr., and he should be of Bembry. Bembry's good. Bembry deserves a run. I'll, I'll keep saying that till the cows come home. But yeah, Hood has a little something in his bag. I don't know if it'll be a meaningful thing down the stretch of the season. We'll see if that develops. But the Raptors, a lot of good things happened in this game, but just lost it at the end. And it's tough, but that's kind of how it shakes out. Reggie Evans' award winner goes to Pascal Siakam. Not only did he grab the most rebounds out of anybody on the team, but he was tied for the, the lead and assists. He was everywhere on the court. Court coverage defensively. He missed a couple rotations, and he was just doing so much that that seems like par for the course. But his ability to switch out on stuff, the compete level on the glass, boxing out, he was a very involved player tonight. And he was like, it was like he did a line of cocaine before he hit the floor tonight because the grab-and-go aspect of his game was just on fire, man. Like, he's getting that board, he's taking it up the floor, and everybody on the Raptors is just getting so many opportunities because they're running next to him. And offensively, in the half court, he presented a lot of danger to the Suns. You can tell. They were shading him heavy. And my God, it does not help when Baines is his front court partner because you just see Baines will duck in on drives and he'll bring that second defender, but Baines won't even move after the duck in. Because if you bring your second defender over and your defender commits, go to the other side of the basket. Make the guy on the weak side drop in. But no, Baines just comes right to the ball, and suddenly, it's almost like Pascal is triple-teamed. He's double-teamed concrete. That's concrete. But Baines is just taking up space, and it's almost like a triple-team, because he'll take out a bit of the floor space for Pascal. And my God! But Pascal continues to playmake at a really, really high clip out of the post and downhill. The numbers are shockingly good. He creates so many high-quality looks for his teammates. And does he turn it over a little bit too much? Sure. Is he passing while he's in air a little bit too much? Sure. But he still, he creates a lot of looks for the Raptors. And in this game, he just did so much. So Reggie Evans' award goes to him. Top quick reaction comment from Chilango, or Chilango, whatever it is. Quote, this is kind of what we want at this point. A close, hard-fought game against a good team, which we lose to get us a better draft pick. Malachi even got some minutes. Nice. OG is going to be a key to this team moving forward. End quote. Yeah, OG should be very, very important for this team. 
It'll be interesting to see how the on-ball stuff works for OG. His spot-up shooting is just, woo, it's so impressive now. He can hit against Coast Contest. He can hit a little bit on the move. He hit a pull-up three tonight. By the way, his first pull-up three of the season that's gone in. Weird thing, but the drought is over now. And I expect to see, you know, quite a few more before this season is over. But yeah, OG's important. Malachi got some nice minutes. I enjoyed his second quarter minutes a lot, especially during the run. Uh, Losing to get a better draft pick. We'll see. I think this team is still too good for that. The Suns might be the best team in the league. And they wanted this game too. And they were healthy. And they just had a lot of stuff going on. So the Raptors, if they weren't in such a bad position, if the Raptors were like, 31 and 14 right now people would say well it's the suns you know that they're a tough team you lose this game even though you're one of the best teams in the league you lost to one of the other best teams in the league you kind of have to just shake it off and the raptors being where they are in the standings you can't expect to win this game but the raptors were in it and they'll be in a lot more games going forward and probably winning a handful of them but thank you for tuning in i hope you enjoyed it but we got into it in the morning or at night. I've been Samson Folk. Have a blessed day and goodbye.